It's great to be here with you all today on, on one of these major transition Sundays in the life of our church. For the past seven weeks, we have journeyed together with Jesus through the season after the Epiphany. And manifest before us have been the gifts of the Magi, Jesus' baptism, his first miracle at a wedding of Cana where he turned water into wine. I like that one. And today, we find Jesus... Uh, we often call today Transfiguration Sunday. We find Jesus on the mountain that we want to find Jesus on, revealed in all his glory. In fact, today is one of those mountaintop Sundays, one of those Sundays where we come together and we're sort of in awe of what God is doing through Jesus. Today we hear Jesus takes Peter and James and John up this mountain with him. He invites them to go along where they have this remarkable experience. And my friends, I have learned this to be absolutely true, that if you want to be similarly blessed in your own life, you have to accept Jesus's invitation and journey with him. Now, I've recently been reflecting upon these mountaintop experiences in my own life, uh, those places where I've come into the near uh, contact with Christ and all his glory. And I've been reminded of the Abbey, and also the highest point on the mountain in Iona, Scotland. I'm reminded of a worship service I attended at the monastery in Tizé, France. I've been reminded of uh, the closeness I felt to God at Camp Allen here in Texas when I was serving on summer staff or when I shared ice cream with a youth who was going through a really difficult time. And finally, I, I felt Christ really near presence uh, when I had the opportunity to baptize my friend's son in Tanzania, Africa. In each of those experiences, I felt profoundly close to God. And each transformative experience came only about because I was willing to go a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I was willing to go where I felt Jesus had invited me to go. And after each of those experiences, each of those mountaintops, I was led back down the mountain into real life, everyday life. Now, our reading from Exodus today ends with Moses still on the mountain with God. And if you want to follow the story, what happens after that is Moses spends those 40 days and nights in God's nearer presence. And when Moses comes down the mountain, his face shines so brightly that his friends and family must look away from him until he puts on a veil. You see, being in the nearer presence of our Lord changes the way that he looks to his friends and family, and it will do the same for us. They struggle to approach one who has been so intimate with the divine, and sometimes that experience can happen to us as well. Well, in the transfiguration, the, the feast we celebrate today, Jesus' appearance changes as well. His face becomes not just bright, but as bright as the sun, and his clothes become dazzling white. And the two most important prophets of old appear with him, Moses and Elijah. This moment of pure joy as God's plan of salvation is being realized. This is the mountain we want Jesus to be upon. Here, Peter is overcome with joy and he offers to build these three shelters so that they might stay here in the place of transfiguration, we find shiny, happy people. This is the place where we want to stay. This is the experience of God that we want over and over. But the reality of the mountaintop, as we see in this story, and as we must 
come to, just like the disciples, come down the mountain as Jesus did. And we have to come down the mountain in order to share that joy with all those who are slogging through the valleys of life. We come down the mountain, shiny, happy people holding hands because of the joy that we've experienced, but also because we know that we're going to need one another's support as we re-engage with the real world. Coming down the mountain forces us to come to terms with the new us and allows us to invite other people to receive that same gift of transformation. One of the most powerful details of the story of the transfiguration is that after the voice of God speaks from heaven, this is my son, the beloved with him. I am well pleased. Listen to him. As soon as that moment occurs, the whole scene shifts. Peter, James, and John, who had been so excited and glorious in Jesus's transfiguration are now on the ground cowering in fear. Elijah and Moses are nowhere to be found. And Jesus has to come over and comfort his fans, leaning down to touch them. Don't miss that. He tells them to get up and not be afraid. And then they come down the mountain and are told to keep quiet about what has occurred. A quick note about this messianic secret here in the gospel today. When Jesus tells his friends not to speak about what they've just experienced, he does so because this particular mountaintop experience this particular sign that has just occurred will only truly make sense to them in light of Jesus's death and resurrection. It'll only make sense this mountaintop experience after they've had the next mountaintop experience, the Mount of Olives, the Mount where we need Jesus to be in order to obtain our salvation. Today, we who have had mountaintop experiences with our Lord, we're under no obligation to keep silent like those first three were. In fact, the opposite is true. Whenever we reach such a mountaintop in our lives, we should share and bring that joy to other people, not in a bragging sort of way, but in an attempt to encourage and to invite other people who are struggling in their life and faith to remember Jesus invites them too on their own journey to follow him up the mountain. You see, the Christian life lived into its fullest consists of many journeys up and down into the mountaintop, into the valley, back and forth. Each and every time we receive the love of God in a profound way, we have the opportunity to be transformed in the person that we were created to be and that God is calling us to become. And anytime we move closer to God through our faith and action in Christ, we have an opportunity to help other people to do the same. By sharing our experiences of our closeness with God, hearing God speak, or witnessing the brilliance of the Christ light, we help our brothers and sisters to know, to see, and to feel that what's happened within us can happen with them as well. My brothers and sisters, the season of Lent is upon us. Your clergy and staff have worked diligently to prepare some meaningful tools for you to utilize during these next 40 days as you journey through this Lenten season. This is a yearly, an annual valley that all of us travel through together, intentionally seeking to get our spiritual lives in order. So first, please make every effort to join us for our last Epiphany Hurrah this Tuesday night in this very space, 530, we'll have our Shrove Tuesday uh, feast in which we celebrate our community and God's good provision of food. 
And then on Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, we have five worship options for you. And for those of you with children, I strongly encourage you to come to the 5 p.m. service in the church. Each weekday during the season of Lent, starting on Wednesday, our clergy have prepared a short podcast for you all to listen to. It's between seven and 10 minutes in total. And it's meant to be listened as you get ready for your day or on your commute or really any time can be shared with your family. We also have um, on the stairs as you go up and leave today, um, we've obtained copies of a daily Lenten meditation for you that Episcopal Relief and Development has published. So any of you who are looking for a daily reading like we have provided in the past, you can find those there. Finally, we're offering a really remarkable retreat on Saturday, March 28th with the brothers from the monks from the Society of St. John the Evangelist. They'll be here. I hope that you'll join us for that. With all of these opportunities and our worship experiences, I also want to encourage each and every one of you to find something personally meaningful and challenging spiritually, a practice that will help you to grow in your faith and your trust of God and in love for God's Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We talk about giving up something or taking on something for Lent, and if you ever need any help, encouragement, or advice about that, your clergy would love to visit with you. You see, during this upcoming season of Lent, we have the opportunity and we're invited to join with Jesus on the mountaintop experience of transformation. Through our intentions to worship, to pray, to study, and to serve, God's love can help us to grow into the full stature of Christ. We'll support each other on this journey as we travel through valleys and peaks, and we'll hope and pray that all of us will make it to the mountaintop together. And after we reach that peak, will come back down the mountain, renewed and re-energized to serve as Christ's hands and heart in the world. You see, when your love of God completely transforms the way that you appear and so that your face shines like the sun, you can't help but share that light with the world. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this transitional Sunday, for the Sunday of the Transfiguration and for the story of Jesus and his friends and of your love for him. We thank you for those mountaintop experiences in our lives where we know your closer presence and we pray that you would give us more than those. And that as we come down from those mountaintops, Lord, that you would help us to share our joy with all we encounter. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.